Our deepest desire is to know that we are worthy, worthy of loving and being loved. This podcast explores how to love, how to love fiercely, and how to be guided by the heart and trust in the most powerful energy in the universe, love. Our task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within ourselves that we have built against it. Welcome to What Would Love Do? Thanks for listening. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you for joining me today. And I'm really excited to share with you an incredible conversation with Gina Yalamis. So this is episode 24. Gina is the founder of the healing practice, The Nature of Healing, based in Sydney's Inner West. She is an urban shaman and strategic life coach. What I love about her and what is really awesome and I can't wait for you to hear is that she is a channel for healing energy and she specializes in what we call quantum healing. Now, this isn't woo-woo stuff, right? There is a beautiful science that supports her magical gift and it lives in the premise that is this, that love as an energy force with its own frequency is the most powerful energy that can heal all. Now, I was referred to Gina by a friend of mine, and as a client of Gina's, I was seeking healing for my cervical spine for uh, because I had that spinal cord injury. The healing sessions with Gina were palpable and transcendent. I could feel energy move through my body and being released. So this is going to be one of those convers- this is going to be one of many conversations I'm sure um, and I'm so grateful to have Gina on the podcast as we further explore how the energy of love heals all. Now I hope you enjoy this conversation with Gina and that it opens your heart to new possibilities to love and wholeness. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to What Would Love Do? I'm your host, Yumi Nguyen, and today I've got a really special guest um, that we're going to have a conversation with and I'm so excited to have her on here. And her name is Gina. So Gina, uh, you know, is one of the very few human beings that I've come across that when you're in her space, there's just this experience of love and warmth and expansion. Now, Gina is an incredible, she's got an incredible gift of energy healing, Reiki. Um, she Now, in her past life, her human life, she was an interior designer. So the reason why I wanted to invite Gina onto this podcast is to really have a real conversation on what it takes to live from a loving and whole place and have her share her journey um, in uncovering and getting to this space because she promotes a lot about the importance on being loved receiving love and allowing love in as well as realizing that we're whole and complete and that there's nothing missing so I'm really excited to have Gina on what would love do and so let's start thank you Gina for joining me today thank you Yumi it's beautiful to be here so. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you so um Gina for our listeners out there can you share with me a bit about what you do okay so Uh, My gift is energy and I'm just a channel for particular types of energy that come through me for healing purposes, but 
healing is literally reconnecting with love because I, my belief is that the only illness or disease or pain that we really connect with is a resistance to some kind of love within our physical and non-physical beings. Mm. So the essence of what I believe is truly just a resistance that we hold based on our frequency and the stories that we cling to throughout our lives and past lives. That's so interesting. So um, before we get into further into that, I'm going to ask you a question and this is something, so I believe that when we get into this path in life, it, like there's a there's an awakening or a pivotal moment that changes that. So what was your awakening? Oh, gosh. Okay. I could, in pinpointing it is probably difficult because mm. I remember around about that critical age of about 35, um, I just had this weird uh, recollection. It was my 35th birthday. I had this huge surprise party that my now ex-husband had uh, sorted out for me. It was amazing. There was this beautiful celebration um, at the end of that year and uh, after that there was just this discomfort and um, what happened from there I started picking up books like the Eckhart Tolle books and uh, all sorts of other things that I um, can't even remember but um, and things started to become um, a bit jumbled and so there was an awareness but it was a bit of a jumbled awareness Mm -hmm. and at the same time there was this need for um, clarity in my life. It was definitely something that wasn't quite right and also in my relationships. So there were two triggers there. It was just what, who was I and what was going on in my relationship at the time and we were both evolving and starting to evolve separately and so that was one trigger And um, that sort of went on for around about four years. I had this huge calling to go back to university after being an interior designer and jump into acupuncture of all things, Um, a real absolute necessary calling that was literally something that I couldn't deny. So I just followed that path and um, I guess there was conflict within my relationship because of that but at the same time I was following my path he was following his and often paths don't align and that's okay and we kind of came to a a very simple um, solution that we were evolving differently and separately and that was it was traumatic and at that time I think that was when I really my heart was broken and there were lots of other factors involved as well, which I won't go into because that's a whole other book that I have to write one day. Um, but the, the heartbreaking and reopening to something new, which was me, was the real essential essence of what was going on within me. It was just, who are you? What are you doing? And my relationship was the pure reflection of what was going on within me. And so it was a hard lesson in terms of what was being reflected to me. And I started to take ownership and responsibility for that. And so that was when I started to claw my way back from those um, beliefs and patterns and habits and all sorts of false illusions and perceptions that I had about myself and get back to reality where I was this empowered being and that took, you know, some time. And along that way I I found many spiritual um, helpers who guided me as the universe does and opened myself up even more and from 
one heartbreak to opening my heart to myself, um, that just allowed me to let in so much more, uh, I guess, spiritual and um, energetic understanding of what was going on. And so as I accepted it and as I started to flow and as I let go, especially letting go and surrendering, everything was just starting to flow to me rather than me having to do anything. It was just, oh, okay, there's a synchronicity, there's another one. And so I was just guided. And, yes, there were many, many trust issues that I had to jump to to be able to get to this place of being more of a channel for healing and guiding others. But um, definitely the heart space, it was just cleaning up what was going on in my own heart, how many walls that I had built, generations of um, ancestral, I call it debris, that needed to be cleaned up. And I have three daughters as well. So I was very conscious of not letting them take on that baggage and allowing them to have a future where they can make a difference on the planet without having to do this work. And so that was really essential and important to me. Um, This is, this is, part of my legacy mm. just to allow that and also uh, helping others do exactly the same thing is clean up their ancestral lines and so this is this is all part of my uh, purpose and my passion um, but yes that trigger all in the heart essentially so open the heart crack it open and yeah. keep cracking it <laughs> so I want to ask you so before 35 did you even have were you even in this world of energy healing or anything like no, spiritual not really I was mm. very very uh, health conscious like always doing yoga and so uh, food was important so generally very conscious but on a very 3d level yep. just not necessarily um uh, going too deep on that surface level um and but I was also a very good listener and so I was always there to listen to people so uh that was that was something that was a skill of mine and I guess it was leading towards where I was going but it was more unconscious than conscious so then what gave you the strength for change and uh, the courage you know like because yeah. I can imagine you know being so like wanting the, the safety net Yes. Oh, everything. Yes. I just had to literally, well, when, when we separated especially, that was like huge fear. But at the same time, I knew that I couldn't go another year in this same space of discomfort. So it's literally I had a choice, stay in the discomfort or step out of it and do something and just challenge myself. And so when I stepped out of the discomfort, even though everything fell apart in my previous life, everything was rebuilding really rapidly and, and quickly and I was confident and still fearful that things were not as they um, appeared but at the same time I felt I knew that I could actually rebuild this in some way but I didn't actually have any expectations of what that was. That was something that I was very good at at the time is just kind of like, well, something will happen. <laughs> just just, just stay here and something will happen eventually. And so I was very conscious, just trust, just trust, because the spiritual journey is pure, pure trust and the unknown is the unknown, literally. So the more you are open to letting go, the more you receive, but it's not necessarily um, all in, in a particular order. It's, a, it's, a, it's a based on where you are and what you can um, do with it. 
and um, very conscious of myself going through highs and lows in that situation because I'd jump into one thing and then dive off the edge and there was no safety net there. But at the same time, there was always something that arrived that would then drag me back out again. And and so there were these ups and downs along that journey. And that's something that I love to teach people is that are you ready and you need to take responsibility and ownership for this journey before you dive into um, this particular approach for your own empowered path. And so everybody's in different places and spaces and that's really important to know that you are in charge, you are creating this and once you take ownership and take responsibility, you're able to shift and shape and reshape things so that um, you are doing it according to your own level of awareness. And so Mm. everybody is in different spaces and it's being really compassionate about each person's journey and allowing them to grow at their own pace and learn to grow at their own pace without being stressed about it. So spirituality has, um, you have to be um, conscious and but also have the fortitude to step forward when you feel comfortable. And some people will do it and just dive off the edge and they will do the 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 high road for a long time and then have a rest and then uh, others will be doing it at a very calm calculated pace and so everybody's different it's Mm. it all depends on where you come from and your beliefs and patterns and how how you choose to create your own fulfillment and access the purpose that you uh, are here to access is um is just up to you you said something really interesting about compassion, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when we're on this journey of allowing love in, um, there's that self-judgment, that voice of self-judgment that comes up, right? Did you ever experience that voice of self-judgment and how did you, like, how did you know to turn to compassion? Or oh, uh, Basically because Kuan Yin is one of my guides and she's yeah. the goddess of compassion. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God, she's been with me for a long, long time. So that that basically essentially says more compassion, Gina, more compassion for yourself above all, but that just show, that that teaches me that I have to be more compassionate for others as well. So whenever she arrives, it's just this instant reminder. It's like, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> and so it's an acknowledgement of self. It's a love of self. It's coming back to self-love because compassion is all about self-love. It's about you knowing that you are in a, a space where you're doing well, believing it and allowing yourself to be proud of where you are no matter what. And no judgment can then enter that space when there is compassion. It's as simple mm. as that. It's that interdependence of these energies that need to, that it's like love and fear, same thing. You can't have fear when there's love there. So it's, it's exactly the same. Why do you think people find it hard to be compassionate to themselves? Our stories, our attachments, our, our um, patterns and behaviours that have been acquired or embedded or brought with us in from various lifetimes and the lessons that we had to have at some point. It's not so much the karmic issue now because the um, the energies right now are very open to allowing us to let go more easily and just experience more joy in our lives if we choose to. But this is, again, a belief. And so um, it all comes back to what you believed really and what you acquired. 
Yeah. And you talked about spirit guides and guides. Like when did you know that you can communicate with these guides or when did you have the first awareness of that there are guides out there? Well, that was the the part of the spiritual journey, connecting with quite a few different people who helped me connect with my own guides or angels or everybody calls them something different or intuition. Everybody has a different way of looking at it and perspectives can get confusing, but we do have our higher self, our guides. There's a whole um, oversoul, all these uh, different layers and levels of who we are energetically as we become um, more uh, of a light body rather than a, a dense body. And um, this this physical body is just a different uh, energetic frequency. It's just more dense than our light body, which is the higher self and, mm-hmm. and the aspects of who we are are our angels as well or guides. And so they're almost like our our counterparts in a way who are part of us and have been here and experienced all of this as well and they know us intimately Um, and then there's other assistants who are around in various collectives angelic archangelic masters um, galactic some uh, earth spirits the uh, animal guardians and um, ancestors. Oh my God! It just goes on and on. There's there's just multiple uh, opportunities for us to connect if we choose to. So it's um for me it became available when it was definitely literally straight after the separation and I it was me connecting immediately with them and then trusting that conversation. So I had to do a lot of healing of my wounded inner child first to be able to really connect with them more solidly and and not be swayed by ego um, and, you know, that's it still happens now so it depends on your frequency and and where you are in terms of your your perspective in in um your beliefs and patterns and whether you are still attaching to old stories and things. And so they're always coming up for you to be um, peeled away, so to speak, but um, on very different levels. And once you start hearing and, and feeling your inner child and its joy and understanding and discerning the difference between its joy and its pain and and understanding that you have a, you can build this relationship with your inner child, which is your um, part of the ego uh, aspect of who you are, and healing that is essential so that you, that is part of you. You can't leave that part of you behind. It has to come with you and, and you have to nurture it, acknowledge, accept, love and forgive so many parts of the stories that you uh, imposed upon the child within you or acquired uh, through protection or for various reasons. And so there's no judgment there. It's just compassion for everything that you have brought with you through your lifetime to whatever point you're at at the moment. So you said something about joy. And, you know, I believe that we're born into a state of joy. Like joy is our natural. Absolutely. (laughs) Our natural state. And so is love. Um, and then we forget about it, don't we? Yeah, we do. And um, and that's the thing. I always come back to it. There's only love. Yeah, I wake up in the morning and I say there is only love. And so we do get distracted when we're surrounded by energies and there is only love. We are only love. We are already love. But 
it's just the integration of whatever aspects are still floating around out there and whether they're, I mean, in the um, shamanic world, they call them the splintered Mm -hmm. soul aspects or um, the pieces that need to come back together again to create that wholeness that we're talking about. And so it's it's um, uh, allowing ourselves to go to those, whether you call it shadow aspects or splintered soul aspects or whatever it is that um, you describe them as, um, energetically, they are aspects of us that we have to love and hold and integrate. And that's essentially what the work that I do is like we need to integrate those aspects. It's allowing ourselves to go there to acknowledge those parts of us that are love. They're just perceived as something else. Wow, that's interesting. I've never heard it that way. So there are parts of us that we've rejected. Yeah. But they are love. They're already love. Yeah. It's just our perception of them. So how would, like, you know, I've talked about wholeness with a, a few friends and um, they're always like, but what does wholeness feel like? Well, I suppose it depends on how deep you go as well with yourself and the relationship that you build with yourself because this is a learning. Uh, we're here to learn. It's earth school. And, <laughs> That's um, earth school, yeah. <laughs> we have to acknowledge that we're here to mm-hmm. transcend certain aspects of ourselves and understand ourselves on not just the 3D level but a 4D level and and ascend to much higher dimensions and frequencies so that we can become these uh, beings of pure unconditional love and that's our journey here if we choose to show up and uh, do the work and allow ourselves to believe in that just that that we are already love but if we have that as the uh, the go-to or the, um, the icing on the cake or the cherry on top or whatever it is that we are love and then we can we can always come back to that one belief, that core belief of wholeness, of just love, then the other parts can always uh, be integrated when they're uh, when they arrive or when they arise, which they do. Um, because we are still human and we are um, influenced by other energies, whether that's environmental, whether that's internal, um, emotions are energies um, and they, they do the, they create the turmoil inside and uh, then there's the environmental energy. So depending on the environment in terms of the community or the culture or the expectations or the densities around us, whether you're in nature, whether you're in big cities. And so all those aspects, they do um, cultivate all sorts of frequencies that we have to navigate. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like discerning and navigating is kind of, is essentially what we're doing in in terms of the energy that we we move through and are able to transmute or transcend. So some of us uh, don't do any of that sort of energetic work. Others are more aware and understand that those energies, we have a choice. We can take them on or we can say, no, no, that's not ours, not taking that on. And you choose to uh, step away or choose to change the situation or choose to raise the frequency in a conversation or an environment and choose to talk to yourself and your your wounded aspects and integrate and transcend those aspects as well so it's always just a choice it's choice and more choice I love that I love you said that because I think um I don't know okay it's not specific to females but maybe just human beings is that we take on other people's drama yes 
and then we take on that from an energetic level and like we you know but we can actually choose to bring a different frequency to it raise a frequency or choose to step away from it and choose to see it with love rather than fear or that's crave right. that validation and approval so um let's move on to like the energy healing right so like when people come to you i mean i came to you for some energy healing as well and um i was just attracted to the whole idea of wholeness and love and that's what attracted to me so what did people come to you for in terms of energy healing is it would it be like from a place of that as well or? yeah there is a combination everybody's different um and when I diagnostically, I work on three levels, which is the Chinese medicine uh, foundations that I come from, into a, from the um, acupuncture uh, space that I went back to study. And um, so there's the body, there's the mind, there's the spirit. And in that Chinese medicine framework, it's very much about knowing intuitively where things are out of balance and then diagnostically working with that and through them. And I do that elementally through the five elements generally, but also energetically and intuitively because I am able to connect with guides and connect with what's coming through and feel the energy and discern what's going on in terms of the healing. And when people come in, it's always varied mm -hmm. there's never one situation that's the same and so some people come in and they bring this and then they we say well it's not actually that it's this and so there's different layers and levels so I know that they they come in for a reason but often it's not that same reason but it doesn't matter because the root cause is what I work on is it's always about the root cause it, cause it comes back to the first principle I, I like to do the take the, the roots out literally of whatever the issue is so that we can transcend that a lot quicker and um, they come in and are able to uh, shift much quicker so that they can then manage their energy and learn to manage, manage their energy as well through greater awareness once those patterns or stories or uh, attachments are released and they understand why and how. So there's an education there depending on the level of awareness of each person. So It's interesting because I think we live in a very uh, five senses kind of sensational world, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's true. being able, like, how do we understand that, yes, as a human being we have five senses, but we're so much more than that. So how do you, yeah, work through that with people? Like, I mean, have there any have I guess when people get to, like, I guess, have you had any clients where they're like, I don't know what else to do? Someone, I'm coming because, okay, I'm just trying this out. Yeah. And they're skeptical, but they're open at the same time. Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, often, actually, that's really common for me. There's uh, somebody who is guided here and they're willing to explore and often it's just seed planting I call it where they come in they'll have a session and I'll explain it to them and it'll be a bit too much for their fear to <laughs> to handle and then they'll do the, they'll literally be like oh yeah that, that'd be great um yeah and, and not necessarily want to go any further and so they'll, they'll get some benefit but there's going to be the seed that's planted and then someone somewhere along the line on their journey and their path I have complete faith that that will take them somewhere to someone who will then take them on the next leg of their journey or next chapter or whatever it is. So it depends on the readiness, the awareness. The, there's a lot of um, uh, aspects that need to be 
considered, but um, but it is. It's it's often a fear of whatever they are bringing, and often for me, at the moment, it's just fear of success, fear of people's potential, and being able to get beyond and transcend that at that um, uh, a practical level. And so the idea is to. Uh, I help them to transcend those fears so that it is accessible for them to go into their intuitive, their own intuitive nature, which is their higher self or I call it inner coach as well, who is then going to guide them and help them along the way and then navigating that path is where there's the greater benefits and learning to navigate that path so that then you're in control, well, not really control, but you are flowing and co-creating your life based on your purpose, creating fulfilment and joy of the highest level because it's synchronistic, it's a flow, it's it's a it's a um, high frequency um, environment where you where everything is just more of a bliss state rather than a resistance state. And so that's the difference in terms of feelings and the, like you said, the sensations and understanding that feelings are of the heart, thoughts are of the mind. And um, again, the the messages in the body are accessed through feelings, and mm. Joe Spencer is some um, classic example of that. And, you know, that you have to be tuned into the feelings within, so that you can receive the messages through the body. Then you decipher them, allow them to filter through whatever resistances or uh, or blocks that we have, and then um, re- receive, be able to receive more. And so there's. Uh, an understanding and awareness that needs to go through different, um, I guess, mediums and then be then able to be accessed through our um, belief because you have to trust and believe in this stuff. And so transcending that fear, that initial fear that, oh, my God, this is just rubbish, I don't know what you're talking about, that's, that's a difficult one for some people. And when they get there, they get there. But you can't force people. I never force people into these uh, understandings. I never have any expectations. They are there for a reason and I just trust that reason and whatever they receive is what they, whatever level they're at to receive. And so I just trust. I love that. And you said something about, you know, the belief or disbelief that they have is really entirely their own journey, right? So um, it's so... I think as human beings, there's a lot of us that can't believe that joy and bliss is our natural state, right? Oh, possible, yeah. yeah. Right, and all it is is a belief. Like it's a belief, that's it. Everything is just a belief. Yeah. So then let's say, for, for example, Gina, if someone is now on the journey of like they just started awakening. Yeah. They just started going, okay, well, and having the questions, like the big questions that you ask yourself at 35, like who am I? What is my purpose? Like, like how do I let love in and how do I – what do you recommend they do? What's, um, a, what's something that they can start doing? Definitely or meditation of yeah. some sort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the, the – I, I think that's probably the biggest hurdle for most people because they have to face themselves that way or be still. It's really difficult for people to be still and I harp on about stillness as – the beginning of the bliss state and it's difficult to transcend anything if you just can't be still or um, focus on not much and um, be in a state where there's calm and peace within and whether that's in nature, whether that's in a meditational 
music or, or whatever experience you can get to because there's many ways to do this. It's just you have to do it. It's a required action and um, the only way we learn is through this implement, implementing the action to be able to change the way the body is wired and the mind is wired as well because the disconnection between the two the, is um, rampant in, in our society. It's just normal because um, it's just a, or the heart and mind, I should say, um, it's allowing yourself to go to a still place so that you can start to realise that there is a disconnection because most of the time people don't know they're disconnected and um, and they're wondering why there's so much pain or there's so much um, anxiety or there's these, these labels of uh, illness and pain and uh, mm-hmm. whatever else disease that comes about through disconnection essentially. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy because I think people then start going on about, oh, should I listen to my heart or my head? Yeah, yeah. But really what we're wanting to get to a place is where the heart and head are talking to each other and they're on the same page right, and they're coherent. Yeah. And so when we, once we get there, we can like start tapping into intuition and releasing yeah. things and, and so forth. So meditation, what meditations do you do? Well, I used to do heaps of different types until mm. I discovered certain things that worked for me. Mm. And I, that's how I tend to tell people to explore what's mm. there. And there's many apps like Insight Timer, for instance, that people can initially connect with, find out what actually feels good for them because mm. it's ultimately how you feel in a meditation. Because if the voice is irritating you, that's not going to work for you. And so you have to... <laughs> literally be honest and say well this this is one that makes me feel amazing it's all about how you feel not about what you're thinking about it how does the voice feel how does the music the background music work for you in terms of shifting and making um the feelings in your body and the sensations um ripple through you or um how do you then connect more deeply and does that provide calm and stillness and so there's there's a learning in just that in, in navigating and experimenting just there. And that can take, you know, three months half for many people because it's it's on, off, on, off, on, off, depending on the commitment. Mm. And so this is a self-commitment and um, self-empowered journey. So there's perseverance, persistence that we, we need to and determination to really want to do this and get beyond the old ways. And so there's old habits are... Uh, are, can be easy to break if you choose to. So there's there's a reason why we implement with disciplined actions. You keep you you've mentioned a lot in this conversation about being able to feel the feelings, mm. but yet we've been so ingrained not to feel our feelings, especially since we were young. Mm-hmm. Like you know, being a new mum, I just hear so many parents say to their child, "Oh, you'll be okay when they're not." Yeah. Or, um, don't worry. And so we're, I think, do you think that's like the cause of why we have lost touch? Definitely. I think uh, because our feelings are our intuition and that's something that is a block, is, is an essential block and um, it's energy as mm-hmm. well. You can't see it and that's difficult for people because it's intangible and so when there's something that ripples through their skin or um there's tingling sensations or there's all these funny weird little 
uh, sensory experiences that can happen and they're due to feelings, allowing yourself to go to that intangible space is, um, is has never really been taught and we, we haven't, um, I guess, been able to explore it as much, uh, whereas it's definitely the tables are turning now because there's meditation and yoga in schools and things. There's, there's a slight shift, but at the same time, it depends on where you were, what you acquired, what your parents believed and, and how you then implemented those beliefs. And um, so feelings are essential because they're heart-based and he, we're here for love. Mm. We're, uh, we're here to, to live that wholeness and joy and so the feelings are essential and whether you are male or female, sometimes it's harder for men, but still they equally we all need to do that work to connect with our feelings. And so when you, before you embarked on this journey, was it hard for you to feel your feelings? I think I spent years just crying because yeah. <laughs> that was the easiest way for me to connect with deep feelings. Yeah. And I say that to many of my clients, I say to them, if you're not crying every day at the moment, then it's you're, you're doing something wrong. You're not connecting properly until that sort of that that becomes embedded. It's almost like the opposite of resistance. I just go like, just let it go because it's a letting go at the same time. So your body's learning to let go, and it's so much easier just to cry and let the emotion because you you're doing yourself a favor. You're getting it out of your body and you're allowing the flow and you're letting go. So this is, and it's one of the first things that we're taught, don't cry, stiff up a lip or whatever <laughs> yeah. other story that you're told. And me, I just go like, you better be crying every day. It's as simple as that, just to really release and allow. And and I'm very much of the opposite school of thought. Mm-hmm. And when you are, cause to rebalance things, because it's it's there's only interdependence. It's the yin and yang. It comes back to the fact that it is just one form of love in a different frequency or different um, uh, vibration. Mm. So it's just you acknowledging that part of you. And if it's stuck, just cry. If, <laughs> whatever it is to get it out, or some people will run, They'll run a mile and do exercise to get it out or whatever it is that works for you. It's Mm. just you owning you and doing it and then literally just taking action that feels good to change that state. So So what do you do whenever you're stuck? Now, um, I use a lot of inner dialogue, a lot of rewiring via inner dialogue and breath Mm. as well. That's really powerful, lots of breath and um uh, sound, music, etc. That's super powerful, and movement, dance, essentially, or running, or whatever it is. It depends on what you need. Mm. So I've always been very much conscious of what's what the body needs at the time, and I ask myself, okay, is it the body? And I intuitively receive. Is it more the mind that's going round in one of its old stories or needs to heal something or whatever it is that's coming up for me? So then I'll go there and ask my guides or, or who happens to be there, what is it that I need to heal um, or what is it that I'm not listening to or have missed? And so I'm very, very much, I go into much more of a state of humility uh, for, for what it is that I need to know um, rather than denial because most of us go into the ego side of denial and I know I did it for years and now I just go like I surrender what is it I need to know 
I'm not going to fight this. This is it's just a useless battle. I know I'm love, but I just need to clean this up. <laughs> oh, that is, you know, as you are hearing, like as you are sharing that, I just got this experience of how beautiful your relationship is with yourself. Yeah, and that's essentially what we're trying to do: is build a perfectly loving relationship with ourselves, no matter what it looks like, mm. no matter what, and creating that, yeah, and that space for ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, and then I just had this vision, like you've got these three daughters and if you're passing this on where they're learning yes, how to have this beautiful relationship with themselves, what a different space to live from. Yes, <laughs> and that's the space we all should be living from. That's the education that we need. Mm. That's the self-mastery that I rabbit on about to mm. everyone and everything. It's just that self-mastery is you owning you, you being responsible for you and you loving you no matter what. Mm. So let's say, um, last question, let's say mm. there's someone who is knowing and ready to step into that journey of self-love. What's one action that they can take? Whew. And like, let's say like they're brand new to this journey of self-love, but they're like, you know what, there has to be more. I'm, 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 I'm willing to give this a go. You know, um, we, we've all been there. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. for sure. that's, What's that? It's um, being willing to go to um, a deeper state of awareness Mm. and being open-minded and having the motivation, regardless of fear, to just allow whatever it is that uh, is coming through. And um, awareness is, it's a big one, but at the same time you can do it in various ways and um, we're all receiving something. We're all channeling ourselves in one form or another on some frequency. And if you believe it, then um, if you just believe that, that you are already a high-frequency being and that you are here to make a difference in some way, then the awareness will grow. So it's just allow yourself maybe two or three beliefs that seem ridiculous and completely outlandish to your mind or your ego self, but start to believe them Mm. and say them out loud and affirm them and saying that I am already love. You may not believe it right now, but if you say it over a 30-day period every day for you know, five or six times a day, you will start believing it. Mm. And so this is the um, the retraining or the rewiring that needs to happen. So if you just had two or three sentences, literally, that regardless of whether you believe them but you started to feel them and you started to just acknowledge yourself on a deeper level through the awareness that you, the awareness level that you're on, then you would see shifts. So Yeah, I think that's the access, isn't it? Allowing yeah, yourself to access. feel it. Yeah. It's like it's all feeling. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. Wayne Dyer says, I am is like two of the most yeah, powerful words exactly. yeah. in the universe because everything you say after that is yep. belief in truth. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's a classic. Yeah. He's incredible. Gina, anything else you'd want to share with our listeners on love, on wholeness? I mean, you've given us so much access already. Um, I guess it's just coming back to the fact that we're all in some kind of resistance to love and loving the resistance is the most important thing. Loving the resistance. I love that. Loving the resistance that we have to resisting love. 
That's exactly right. Learn to love the resistance. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gina. I'm so looking forward to another conversation with you. This is, I know this is going to be one of many. <laughs> Thank great. you for your time. Thank you. I'm really grateful. Right. Thank you, guys, and we'll look forward to our next episode. Take care for now.